Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee it. Go to MorrisJenkins.com. It's time for the Happy Half Hour with your friends, Kristen Balboni and Will Bryan, presented by Morris Jenkins. That's right. It's that time of the week. The Happy Half Hour podcast presented by Morris Jenkins. And Mr. Jenkins told me that he loves football and he looks forward to this show all week. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit morrisjenkins.com. Kristen here in the studio with Will and Matt. And guys, it is good to see you. Of course, we are all socially distanced. But it's been a while, not only since you know we've all been here together, but since it's just been really the three of us. Because two weeks ago, myself and, and some of the Panthers digital staff were in Mobile. Will was skiing on vacation, which sounds amazing. And then last week, we had our uh, incredible episode with Amy and Angela, Panthers Social. So this is kind of, we're kind of back to the, the normal thing this week, Will. Yeah, it feels it feels good to kind of be back. But those were those are some great episodes. I was actually listening to your report from from Mobile on the way back from skiing because I, I I was kind of getting you know like oh my god there's a podcast with that you're and, not and in. I'm not on it <laughs> I gotta listen to I it mean, we could have we could have skyped you in or zoomed you in from from skiing if you would really you know but I to my recollection Matt he didn't offer yeah, right I didn't was, there was no pressing yeah and stuff like that I, so. I you didn't say by any means necessary no. if I'm at the top of a black diamond yeah. no. and you guys put, are about to record you even put your slack with a little uh, you yeah, did. I had a tropical little vacation, tree, yeah, vacation emoji. emoji. So it was great. Yeah, so you can't you can't have it both ways. I was almost kind of let down a little bit by how much people respected it. I was kind of waiting for everyone to just email me and Slack me and text me anyway. You're talking about the vacation emoji yeah. on your... Because I put it on... I thought like, you were talking about my episode of the podcast at first. Oh, no. I was like, huh, okay. No, no, no. Like, All right. Like, I, cause <laughs> I put it on work like, out. everything, like email and Zoom and Teams You put it on Slack. email? Oh, I put oh, it everywhere. Oh, I didn't. I should have emailed you. Oh, Next yeah. time I'll know when yeah. you're on vacation. And it was kind of like It was like a little palm just, tree emoji, yeah. right? They just left me alone. I was kind of like, oh. I sent you stuff. You were like ready to go? Yeah, Matt didn't leave me alone. Uh, had to get done. Well, fun fact on um, on the podcast that I recorded from Mobile, 
little behind the scenes for everyone listening. So we we talked about uh, doing an episode, and obviously we couldn't do it the normal way. So I had an interview with, with Coach Rule, and Matt and I talked about putting that out for everyone and kind of giving some behind-the-scenes access. So I recorded um, the intro and the outro, just me talking, in a car in one of our company cars on the way back from filming the TV show. We filmed it at the stadium, which is about 30 minutes away from our hotel in Mobile, right before the other team was about to practice. It was like one morning. And then our um, the Panthers staff and the American team were practicing later that day. So we went out there. We shot the um, the open and the close for the huddle, the TV show. And then in the car on the way back, Rob, uh, one of our producers, said, "Okay, we're you know we'll close the car up." And I had my TV mic, and I just talked into it. So we, we he was like, "We could just do it." You know, we're driving back, and I was like, "Well, let's uh, let's not do it while we're driving because I don't know <laughs> we get, get a little distracted." So I uh, recorded that from inside the the, the company. SUV right outside of the stadium. Nice. Just kind of, yeah, knocking two things out, do a little TV show, do a little podcast. Um, it's, it's amazing what you can do these days. It is. <laughs> you know? Technology. It is. We could have even Skyped you in from the top of the mountain if you really wanted to, but you were too busy, I don't know, taking a vacation or whatever. So how was it? We haven't had a chance to talk about it. How was the vacation? It was great. I think longtime listeners might remember last year we went to the, I went to the same place and had a little bit more of a a difficult time getting down and then getting back up the mountain. Um, this Wait, year, so I, I don't know well. this. I, yeah. I I certainly listened to um, the podcast with you and Max and Caroline, but I don't know if I know this story. So you had trouble getting down and getting back up. So like going down the mountain and also up the chairlift. Yes, I fell in both scenarios. Did you fall off the chairlift. I like fell off the off. chairlift. Oh, that's. Yeah. T- that's a like right I've in front of all before. these snowboarders. It was like my second chairlift. I, are you I ski, ski or snowboarder? Skier. Okay. But the snowboarders are always in the way, and they're always like they always they all have these backpacks, and I'm like, what's in the backpack? Yeah. What do you need out of that? What backpack? do you What do you need? Like, because I never seen anyone take anything out. Because <laughs> it's just a fashion I, accessory. I, I do think it's just an accessory, and maybe it's just like something to cushion the blow when they fall down backwards. I don't know, but they all have their backpacks. And, you know, they just have kind of like their loose sort of jean pant things, and they're all just in the way. Um, yeah, so that's how I felt about them. I ran in, I almost ran into them several times the year before. This year was a lot better because I, I was more ready for, I can, you could kind of tell, like, this person's going to be trouble. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're gonna be a landmine over there. You're like, blue backpack, here we go. You know, this, this person, this person's First good. First time skier to this, my right. Yeah, yeah, this person will be able to keep weaving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, this year I only fell like twice. Chairlift is the is the hardest part. Chair, I mean, once you chairlift get it, is yeah, once you get it. But it's uh, yeah. I remember when I first learned to ski when I was young, and uh, I had I was like, okay, I got it, I got it going down. Um, okay, all right, I've mastered the the rope coming up on the the bunny trail, and I'm pretty good going down. And then I was like, no one told me about the chairlift. <laughs> She's going to drop me in. And I think I, one time I think I got hit. I, I was, you know, a, a small child, but I, I swear it came back and like hit the back of my head as it was moving on. I was, it was not good. I'm imagining Will falling off of the chairlift into like six feet of snow and just going into a hole. I just hear him yelling, <laughs> snowboarder. <laughs> and no, I mean, it was, it was literally, I just like, I think my feet were fine. I was just bent over. Yeah. And I couldn't up, make myself upright. But, like, this year was crazy. When we got to the top, there was such a big kind of snowstorm happening that there was one – you're just moving on mm. flat land because the wind is so strong. Mm. You're like a sail. They were just – you're just getting blown around. So I almost got, like, blown down a, a black diamond. It was crazy. Fresh pow-pow? Are, are you good at skiing? No. 
If you're going I, down a black diamond, you're good at skiing. No, I, I did not go or down ambitious. any black diamonds. I, I, I am now, I now feel pretty confident in my ability to handle all greens at snowshoe. Ah, yeah. Which would, which I am told roughly equate to like strong blues in North Carolina. It's a good skier. In you know like light greens in Colorado, so that's kind of where I am. Yeah, you're, that sounds good to me. Better yeah. than me. Yeah. yeah. Are you good skier? No. <laughs> I can't get the pizza French fries. That doesn't work pizza for me. Pizza or the French fries, it yeah. It doesn't work. I don't, yeah, I don't slow down yeah, with you the gotta, pizza. Yeah, you got to now start actually changing both directions. Yeah, it doesn't work. Pizza French fries, uh, it's, a, it's a hoax. It doesn't work for me. Matt wants to eat pizza and French fries. Yes. I mean, don't we all? <laughs> yesterday, really? Yesterday was National Pizza Day. Was it? Yeah. I, took, I didn't know I, that. Did I you throw part. some? I took part. Did you? I did. I, I did not. I didn't know. You didn't, didn't let me either. in on the holiday. Did you uh, throw some Panther Stats guys tweet out there about Pizza Day? Um, no, I, I keep Pizza Day to myself. <laughs> that's for you. <laughs> that that's for me. That's for he me. He celebrates privately. <laughs> <laughs> Needs one day to himself. Yes. Oh, that's funny. So you know, there's a there's a little thing that happened earlier this week called the Super Bowl. Oh, I was going to say it was your birthday. Well, yeah, that's I mean, but everybody that already knows that. You know, come on, whatever. <laughs> come on now. Can't yeah. just talk about me here. <laughs> I was going to. I was going to go on past it. <laughs> nope. Nope. I caught it. So how was it? It was good. It was yeah. good. You know, it was on a Monday, so it was the day after the Super Bowl. That's crazy. Um, is it crazy? Does that happen a lot? What? Having a birthday right after the Super Bowl? Yeah. So I've also had a birthday on the Super Bowl. So oh, February eighth, yeah. it Sounds just like kind of dream. sometimes. Um, Lance, you know, it's funny, uh, Maria in our PR department, her birthday is on the same day as mine, and we bonded over that when I first met her. And then Brandon Todd, our photographer, so anyone who is on Panthers.com all the time or social media, all of the incredible photographs, I think most people know that you know Brandon is our incredible photographer. Mm-hmm. His birthday is on February 7th, and so his birthday was on the Super Bowl, and we've had a lot of talks about that where he was like, you know, no one... No one's like reaching out to me as much because everyone's focused on the Super Bowl. Um, you know, no one's really concerned about like what I'm doing for my birthday. It's a Super Bowl. It, having your birthday on the Super Bowl, it's not quite like Christmas, which I imagine would kind of steal your thunder. But I yeah. do get it. I think in a normal year, you could kind of, you know, go into the Super Bowl sure. celebrate. You're like, oh, you guys are all getting together for me, right. and there's a football game on. You could kind of do that. But I do, um, I do understand the struggles of sometimes having your your day on on a day that other people are very much concerned about the other things. So shout out to Brandon Todd. Happy belated birthday. Yeah. And I, I, I still think among my holidays, because I, I longtime listeners know I, I'm a very much anti-Columbus Day holiday on here, but I am very much pro. That's fa- I mean, that's uh, fair, fair. Pro day after the Super Bowl holiday. That it should, should be. be a and now you're saying yes. Yes. I think those are I think those are great takes. Yes. How, what are your thoughts on like a flag day? I'm ambivalent about Flag Day. Interesting. What is Flag Day? Just a day. It's a day of flags. Oh, day from flag. That makes sense. When is it? Is it May? <laughs> I think it's like July. Flag Day. I don't know. Up. We did not take this into account when we drafted months of the year. No, we didn't. Dang it. No, but I like those. I like those. <laughs> it's things. in June. June. Okay, we were all wrong. <laughs> what did we say? You said May. I said July. I mean, we're, we're, we summer. bracketed it. We were on both sides. You knew it was in the summer. But anyway. Moving right past my birthday and on to the Super Bowl. We're going to say a word about it. Wilson, Wilson, me a text last night. He was like, I don't want to talk about the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, All right. Why? That's fair. Did you, can I ask this? Did you have, are you into the Super Bowl commercials? It doesn't feel like they're the same as they were, no. you know, 10 years. Remember 10 years ago? Yeah, they were so People good. would like 
YouTube them afterwards and you rank them and stuff. It's just all the same. And now it's like now, but now it's nice because you can actually like take a bathroom break or like go to the fridge. You're not that worried about it. Not that worried. They also release a lot of them before. I feel like yeah, you're right. It's super weird. You're like, hey, this is going to be the Super Bowl commercial. It's like, why did you pay millions of dollars if you're just going to put it on YouTube a week out? That doesn't make any sense to me. And I wonder how much of them. I wonder, like, has the overall price gone down? Has I think it it's gone of, up. Has it pe- it's still going up? I think so. Oof. I think I heard that one of the Super Bowl commercials, like 30 seconds, was like, I could be wrong, but I thought I read it was like a couple million, Ugh. which is ridiculous. Crazy. It's always weird, like, the ones that sneak in that are, like, really serious. Yeah. Or, or that are just, like, randomly local. The ones that, just yeah, like, wait, the local ones got me. The ones that got me, I think this started a few years ago, where you could kind of tell that they weren't, as crazy as they used to be because I would see ones that I'd already seen before. Yeah. So it's maybe a car company or whatever, and you're like, oh, I oh, I saw that one last week when I was watching The Bachelor or whatever it is. You know, I was like, I, I don't know. I know that commercial. Then you're like, oh, okay, this isn't. Right. You remember when we were kids, too? Oh, yeah. You had to watch all of them. Everyone talk about them the next and day. And then so. they would launch year-long, like, brands, mm-hmm. like, year-long the campaigns. Fro- the Budweiser Frogs? Oh, my gosh. Wasn't yeah. that a Super Bowl oh, yeah. commercial? Man, good old day. <laughs> that was incredible. Also, sitting across from Will, I saw it in his eyes. He was like, I got a hit right here. Here we come. This is going to be the perfect moment to drop this. And you know what? It was. It was. But now the 2020 football season is officially over. Whether you want to talk about the Super Bowl or not, it marks the end of mm-hmm. uh, the 2020 season. So, So what does... The spring look like will bring. So it's going to look different than it usually has. Um, we put out the official spring schedule. Can on I Panthers. tell you? I need to bookmark that. It's so helpful. Yeah, it's helpful for me. I was like, I need to take like a Friday. Like, when should I do that? <laughs> I started like, to look oh, at it. Let me look at this. Really, really enjoyed that schedule on Panthers.com. Yeah. So the the first thing coming up is February twenty third, mm-hmm. which is in a couple weeks. That is the beginning of the window to uh, franchise tag. Um, one player, a franchise or transitional player. Um, so that means essentially, and I'm going to get this wrong, but it means that you can take one player on the team and uh, instead of re-signing them to a new contract, you, you essentially lock them into a one-year deal mm-hmm. where it's the average of the top five salaries of that position, I think. Sounds right. It's market price. Like those prices are set. You know right. what they are based on your position. Right. Average of the top five sounds right to me. Yeah, and that might be wrong. And sorry to everyone that out there that knows that that's wrong. But I, so I, many people are yelling just they, into they their are. car speakers right now. But essentially, you, you can take a player that maybe would be really, really high priced on the open market. You want to keep them around. Um, you want to see what's going to happen. Um, and so that the Panthers actually haven't used it all that often, mm-hmm. especially recently. Um, so that'll be something to watch this year. Is you know, there's so many different areas where they're looking at, you know. You have a, a new GM in Scott Fitterer. You have Matt Rule in his second season, you know, trying to figure out, all right, who on this roster are we building around and then doing that in concert with who you think may be a free agent a couple weeks later that you're bringing in as well. Mm-hmm. So that'll be really interesting to watch. Um, what was that date one last time? February? February 23rd. February 23rd. And it goes to March 9th is the window for it. Um, so it can happen anytime mm-hmm. in that in that period. March 15th. Begins the three days of legal tampering. That, that's, that, always that's always fun very to see. Yes, it's a, it's a, especially on the web, especially for a guy like Panther Stats Guide. So it's 
it's fun to start hearing those reports that are coming out. You start to get a sense of okay, these things are these things are happening. This is about to. This person is interested here. You know. So essentially, what that yeah, what that means is that teams can actually speak to agents. Um, they can go and start working on potential deals. Um, all leading up to March 17th at 4 p.m., which is the official start of the new year, when you can officially sign someone. Um, unrestricted and restricted free agents uh, hit the market um, if they haven't already been, uh, or I guess if the restricted haven't been signed already. But the thing that I think it's worth noting here, um, both in that tampering period, March 15th to 17th, in between now and then, if something is reported in the media and then you wonder why it's not on Panthers.com, why we're not discussing on the podcast, technically we can't do anything until March 17th. Mm -hmm. We can't say a word because that is Because then we'll... Get slapped with a tampering charge. Right. We, you know, he's got to go talk to Goodell, and then it's just, it, it's too no much one, trouble. No one wants that. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, if you were to look around uh, some specific teams in the NFL right now and look on their websites where you think that you know who they might have done something with or for, mm-hmm. you won't see any mention of it. I think what we can relate this back to, because I thought we had a really good discussion about this, is when the Panthers hired Scott Fitterer as GM. Mm-hmm. And... It started to come out on a different, I think Adam Schefter yep. is, uh, had it first, or one of the notable insiders that had it first, and Panthers Twitter put out, we talked about this, uh, gosh, maybe, a, what was it, a month ago on, on that podcast of, we put out a, a tweet that said, do you remember exactly the wording of it? It was like, offered offered Fitterer yes. the job, I think. Yep. And we talked about it on here, and and our boss Bill explained it on his Twitter of just we can't go with the same language when it mm-hmm. comes to offering a job, specifically in that situation. But it also replies to to this window when it comes to players can't go with the exact language that people who are not affiliated with the organization can, for various reasons. And so sometimes you you got to get creative. Sometimes you can't say anything. Right, and, and those those were a little bit different compared to players because of the players are you know there's more, there's like the the PA and the, the players association of course but i guess rules. i just meant as being an right. organization you can't always break the news when right. outside sources exactly. or um, people that are not affiliated with the organization can can break the news right so and that could be you know if we're looking at march 17th and you know you guys hear about something we all hear about something very soon that's a long time of of sitting on it so um, but that's kind of where we are and then after March 17th, uh, we get into um, the draft in April. It's a little bit later this year, April 29th. And it's notable, of of course, I think most football fans know this, but it's notable the thing that's not on yes. the schedule. The thing that's not listed is the combine. Combine. Yeah. Man. I think that's going to be really interesting to see how teams, all teams, adjust. And now, I will say this. All teams have done nothing but adjust mm-hmm. since about this time last year. But there was a combine last year. When we were down at the Senior Bowl, I was trying to think about, I was talking to Darren, our, our writer, about, okay, when did things start to change last year? And it felt like the combine, if I'm not mistaken, because this was also when I was just starting with the Panthers. I started in April. So to make sure I have all this right. Combine felt like the last really big event, especially when it yeah. comes to assessing new players, uh, guys coming into the league. Because pro days are where it – things started to change, correct? So it was the week after, because I remember this. I was in a conference in Pittsburgh, which was always the week after the combine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the middle of that conference. And we were, you know, this was like an NFL app conference. So I'm sitting there with the 
um, the groups from like the Bucks and the Colts and mm. you know the Eagles and what all this. What's the conference about? All sorts of things with with the app. Oh, yeah, it was very exciting and very nerdy and very not exciting all at the same time. Oh, I think that sounds cool. So yeah, but no, we're we're out at the you know we're out after like the day's meetings and watching and then the Rudy Gobert stuff breaks and ah. by and by the next morning like there were literally there were presentations by the people that run all of our apps about like all these different features and all of us are on Twitter, you know, I hate to say, but we were kind of zoned out watching this conference basketball tournament shut down this one, like ACC, big 10, big East, like throughout the morning. And then by that afternoon, after lunch, we were all like, are we, you know, some, you know, are we loud back in our building? Like some of us were hearing that like our companies were suspending travel. Like, are we going to be able to get back on the airplane? And like, it was all of that in that same day. I was in a similar, now that you say that, I was in a similar situation watching the news. So I was doing a smaller uh, conference, a conference USA basketball tournament. And it was their, it was their conference tournaments. And so the right. day everything started to get canceled mm-hmm. and I think ACC was last, right? But we started to see the bigger, the bigger conferences get canceled and I, we were out on the court Yeah, and then they called the game. Oh yeah. And so then we went back similar to you went and watched a place with a TV and watched the news started to break and had the same questions of, okay, can we, can we get back on the plane? Um, you know, is everything officially canceled? What do we do? Is it safe to go back on the plane? I actually had a producer who drove, we were in Texas and drove, um, back to, back to his home in Kentucky. And so it's just, it was just that kind of that uncertainty, but it's a great marker for, for when all of this happened was, was right around all the basketball tournaments. And, and I think, and this has been talked about ad nauseum everywhere, but when you th- really think about this entire year that encompasses every facet mm-hmm. of life around the world, and in large part, the breaking point was sports. Like in, yes. in a 24-hour yeah. period, the thing that changed wearing masks in the grocery store, the thing that changed you know, government takes on this was sports in 24 hours. And I, I think that's remarkable, kind of the, the power of that, both within the media, within popular culture, within, you know, its ability to, you know, to make really important changes in society that, like, COVID happened when sports shut down. In well, it ha- I mean, it period. happened. I know exactly happened, what you're saying. Though, but, it was, you know, it, I think it was the time when a lot of people started to right. realize what the effects and the dangers of right. this are. Because there weren't, yeah. there weren't, you know, there was some stuff in Seattle, you know, and people were kind of talking about that, but there weren't widespread, literally at, by the end of that week, there were widespread. They canceled the NBA too, ev- right? You know, yeah, yeah. Everything. Yeah. I mean, but that companies just, you know, banks, yes. you know, everything was shutting down because of it. I think when multi-billion dollar industries shut down, I think people take notice and go, mm-hmm. okay, maybe this is not just a yeah. isolated okay. event in Seattle. This is a thing that I need to be concerned about. Agreed. I completely agree with that, but I also agree with what Will said. Not only was it a multi-billion dollar company, but sports. You yeah. know, it's so many, it spans so many For sure. um, different age groups and and cultural groups and, you know, everyone you know is a sports fan. If you're not, then someone you know is. And so, of course, you're going to hear that news faster. Yeah. Uh, maybe than a movie production or, or whatever yeah. it is. So I always thought, like, the NCAA tournament was, like, invincible. So for them to be like, yeah, no, we're just not going to do it this year, that was... That That's when, when you I, go, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was when I personally was like, okay, I need to get toilet paper and hunker down here at the house. <laughs> I remember <laughs> the paper, toilet paper yes. shortage. Oh, my gosh. Um, it, but saying all of that and bringing it back to this year, there still was the combine. And so mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. funny to think that 
you know, I kind of go, okay, I was talking to, to Matt Rule after it was on his one-year anniversary of being hired back in January. And we talked, kind of went through the significant events in such a crazy year of his first year as a head coach. So the, the draft from home, for example, um, you know, having to leave the building after a couple of months, which was right around the same time we're talking about in March. But this now, they haven't quite done a full year of this, so this is still a new thing. Mm-hmm. I think we tend to think, okay, they've done this for a year, and they have, and you know, I can't imagine the the how much more they know now than they did at this time last year, considering what's to come. All thirty two teams, but but the combine is so important. And I think that's why it was so great for them to get down and not only just evaluate players yeah. in Mobile, but coach. Yeah, the combine is such a benchmarker and is so important to evaluating these new um, these incoming NFL players. You know. For, for 40 times is a big one. Mm-hmm. And um, for benchmarks now, we know that that's some, you know, what do they call it? The underwear Olympics. <laughs> we know that there are things that are overvalued at the combine, but there are also things that happen at the combine right. that you don't always see from players in their pro day or at a senior bowl. Yep. Um, and, and so that's going to be a whole new twist even going forward on what is, you know, now getting into the second season of, of COVID um, related football. And, and and then you think of you know how many you think of what they're working on or what they're working with is this film from the fall where some of these guys may have played what five games four games yeah well, Trey you know, Lance that quarterback yeah. I think he only played one game since 2019 right yeah. you know so like there it's it's not just they don't get to see them in Indy you know they there's all sorts of things that are now and, and you know so then you wonder okay does this year become a year where you know the the salary cap you know, mm-hmm. p- reportedly is going to be lower, mm-hmm. um, maybe not as low as originally, you know, actually thought, but still lower for the first time. Um, you know, does the the market change in free agency? Do you maybe need to rely a little bit more on someone that is, is a proven veteran versus, you know, a, a draft pick that's played one game in two years, you know, where you really can't, you know, because it, it's always been, you know, lean on the draft, build well, the draft. Well, it's interesting that you go unproven veteran because I thought, oh, we'll, we'll probably see more undrafted guys Mm. yeah you know with the salary cap being low but you're right i mean yeah i think you could go any number of ways but yeah a lot of diamonds in the rough probably yeah or you hope what you hope are diamonds (laughs) in the rough but there's no doubt that rosters are going to be constructed very differently this year in terms of bringing on new players so it'll, it'll be very interesting what do you think in absence of the combine is the most important way to evaluate or or necessary way to evaluate, considering that there is this kind of uh, gaping hole of information. I I'd say, I, I'd say Matt Rule's elevator test. You know, just the getting getting around someone, even if it's for thirty seconds, being with you know those interviews they have in the hotel rooms where you can just look someone in the eye and get a real sense for them. And that's how that's the story on Derek Brown, right? right? From yeah. last year. And and it's it's the story on guys stock going up and going down um, in different ways at different times. And I, I, I think that's a big part of it. And I think there's there's a lot that goes on in you know in the streets of Indianapolis. There's a lot of go, that goes on. A lot on, going on in the streets, in the streets of out, Indy. Out in the streets. It, there are things What's that up? people just talk. A lot yeah. of people talk. Yeah. And the way that those talks kind of go that week start – you st- it's this weird momentum thing. Like yeah. guys just start getting momentum one way, and other stars guys get Which momentum can be the other way. Good or bad? Exactly. Yes. But it's certainly an effect. Um, that's that people are used to 
using in the way that they go about their spring, which will no longer be there. I had a conversation with uh, Scott Fitterer talking about some of the players he drafted in Seattle. And, you know, it's funny you look back at some of those guys, the Richard Shermans or the Russell Wilsons, who are uh, huge names now, but you really have to take yourself back to a place where they were not highly recruited. They were not um, recruited, sorry. Okay. <laughs> College. I was, I was thinking about, I was just thinking about Russell Wilson at NC State, but, um, you know, n- not highly touted when mm-hmm. it came to the draft. And we were talking about Richard Sherman, and he was like, you know, his, his, his measurables, his play, they weren't, you know, uh, standout. And I said, so what was it? Because now, of course, you go, oh, yeah, you drafted Richard Sherman. But you really have to think about sure. what it was like to evaluate him at that time where he wasn't um, the guy that we know now. And he said he refused to let himself give up, mm. refused to let himself give up. And how do you know that if you right. don't get a chance yeah. – to spend some time with him. But I also think that you have someone like a Scott Fitter, like a, a Matt Rule, who are used to trying to find us, Matt put it, those diamonds in the rough anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that they are hopefully well set up for this and have had time to think about how they're going to adjust their plan when it comes to finding talent. And, you know, uh, with Rule being a college coach for a long time and and knowing some of these guys back to when they were in high school – and Fitterer being a scout at heart, two good people to have when it comes to having yeah. to get creative to evaluate young talent. Right. I mean, I definitely think the Panthers are in a great position, both from the Senior Bowl, from the people they have kind of looking at this right now. Um, you know, there's there's a they're not at the worst spot in terms of cap space. They're not the best. They're kind of in the middle. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I think I think this spring's going to be really really interesting. You know, there's as Scott Fitterer said in his press conference they're gonna he's gonna be in on every deal mm-hmm. he may not make it um and it, it may not be a good fit but at least there's gonna be a lot of a, a lot of options due diligence due diligence yes right and and when you do that then you start to you know then you know kind of what's going on in the league mm-hmm. you know you're very much out there you're very much involved um and and then that that can send a message to other it, there's so many different things that come of that, mm-hmm. you know, that may be an unintended consequence, but could actually be something that's helpful down the line. Yeah. I also feel like Coach Rule might have a slight advantage over most because he's only, you know, two years removed from being a college coach. He probably recruited or mm-hmm. looked at film for a lot of these guys, too. So I think that's another advantage possible. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee it. Go to MorrisJenkins.com. Back here on the Happy Half Hour podcast presented by Morris Jenkins. And Mr. Jenkins told me that he loves football and he looks forward to this show all week. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit morrisjenkins.com. All right, we're going to talk about something a little bit different. And Will, you were saying that you have a lot of uh, people, younger folks that reach out to you asking, you know, how do I, how do I get your job? How do I get to be at Panther Stats, a verified at Panther Stats guy on Twitter. I get a lot of people that ask me that question, Matt. I'm sure you've gotten it as well. People uh, who are 
maybe in college or high school or just starting out that say, okay, I see what you're doing and what's the path to get there. So we're going to tell them, right? Yeah. And if you listen for the next five minutes, I will give you all the steps you need to know for a low price of twenty nine ninety nine, <laughs> five payments to get this job. Act now, and I will throw in <laughs> my five step process. No, but so how does how did you get to where you are? I think it's a great question. I, I mean, honestly, it was it was being interested in college. I mean, I think that's and I say that knowing now that things have changed so much from what the college experience is, especially like the last 12 months. We've yeah. already talked about that. It's so much harder. Um, but, I mean, all I can really know is what I did, which was, you know, I was at a small school in, in Davidson, and I was really involved with our student newspaper. I was involved with, like, our athletic department in, like, marketing, in their sports information. I'm sure I, – I know I know this. Were you there when Steph was there? Yeah. So that – yeah, it's, you, that you know, you're good to. It, and yeah, and when a once in a lifetime, to be there to a cover. once in a lifetime player comes along when, during your senior year and takes you to the elite eight, and you're one of the only ones covering the team from beginning to end, yeah, that that helps a little bit. I got I got pretty lucky. But you were already doing it before that, sure. So it's a it's a validation of your. You would have been doing it had he not been there. Oh yeah, I mean, I was covering Brendan Winters and Matt McKillop and Chris Clooney and Kenny Grant. You mm-hmm. know, names lost to history. Um, but those guys were great, and they won a SoCon championship the mm-hmm. year before Steph got there. So, you know, it, it was a passion of mine, and, you know, I kind of looked at where things were when I graduated in 2008 and um, looked into potential, you know, news journalism and ended up kind of thinking, you know, there was a pathway to kind of being involved in this in from a kind of a PR team standpoint and ended up applying for an internship with the Panthers in their PR department um, and got that largely based off of a there was someone that worked at Davidson that did game day gear that had a connection and you know it was able to kind of start from there and mm-hmm. then that that opened doors down the road down the road down the road um and and then when I came back it was uh you know NPR but I will explain just really quickly sure. explain what you mean when you say when you came back so yeah I had worked for eight years um in kind of the college space two with St. John's two with three with College of Charleston and three with University of Richmond. And by the end of it, I was a, what you call like a sports information director. Mm -hmm. And that title had changed so much in the 10 years since I graduated college. It used to be faxing box scores to the local media. And for anyone who doesn't know, because if we are talking about getting a job that I think this is interesting, I, uh, as a college sideline reporter, primarily for for Mm -hmm. college basketball and football before I came to the Panthers, worked with uh, sports information directors a lot, SIDs, and yep. they are they are your contact when you are covering a team. They are your contact for everything. They're the PR person. They're the stats person. They are the facilitator of, you know, if you're doing a basketball game from a network perspective and it's shoot around, they get the coach to come over and mm-hmm. talk to you and one of the players. They are your your contact on the field if you need anything sometimes for injuries, they really are such an incredibly important part of the college landscape. I think the closest thing I would relate them to is a, a PR person, right? Oh, yeah. In, in, in the yeah. NFL. And so it's very similar, I think. But for people who don't know the term sports information right. director, that's how you can think of them, which is an interesting, certainly an interesting route if you're looking to 
um, get into sports, it, it, definitely check out the college side. So I just oh, wanted yeah. to explain what that was and how important it is to those organizations. Absolutely, and there's there's you know so many colleges. There's colleges in your communities that you know that need people mm-hmm. that do that. You know, from Division One, you know, high major all the way down to Division Three. And so there's there's a lot of opportunity there. And for me, yeah, I mean, th- those 30 minutes that I would spend with the the broadcast crew, like those were, in my mind, I got to to make the two hour broadcast. Like I'm going to put my imprint on what's talked about in this broadcast about our team. Because as a sideline reporter or or anyone, you are looking for stories, and you're looking for the story that the the crew last week didn't tell you or the mm-hmm. crew on Tuesday hasn't are already said and and that's where a sports information director you know you try to do your research but they come in and they say oh yeah he's uh you know he's a 4.0 GPA you're like wow really he's yeah. what, what's his major you know those kinds of things where you're absolutely right they they spend so much time around the teams and a, around the coaching staff and they just have this knowledge and it's it's really incredible because the best SIDs and the ones that I was the most grateful for are the ones that would just help you. I mean, they would just tell you these things yeah. because they want to make your broadcast better. They want to get their message across and highlight these these athletes um, and the coaching staff. And it's just it's great. I'm, I'm incredibly grateful to all the work that uh, so many sports information directors and their staffs, too. So if you're mm-hmm. younger, you look into to who is helping them do stuff. I mean, but it's everything from credentials to storylines to yeah. um you know i had uh, ones that would help me get into a class like i there was a robotics <laughs> class that one of the players was taking one time i can't remember what school it was at but you know things like that it's incredible yeah. and and so you know if you look at part of what i do now the panther stats guy part mm-hmm. you know so much of that started when i was the baseball contact at college of charleston because when you're playing oh gosh 65 games mm-hmm. and each one it just feels like it's the same thing over and over again. But you really try to like, what is unique? You know, what there's so many stats in baseball, mm-hmm. and there's so many different tools to kind of, you know, I I was I kind of went down this rabbit hole of you know this guy against left-handed pitchers on you know on Friday nights against the Friday night left-handed pitcher is going to be really good when he's hitting cleanup. I mean, like really good. Mm-hmm. And then boom, there's another three for four day, and all of a sudden this becomes this narrative that then gets taken to ESPN plus and you know whatever was broadcasting it and all just because you're really digging into the stats you have available and trying to translate that into something that's meaningful mm-hmm. you know there's tons of I can give you any number of numbers <laughs> that as we yes, said yeah yeah I can I and who cares you but have to make them make sense they have to they make have to be sense. relevant they have to and so that was kind of where I I honed that and then um, after eight years doing that, got uh, an opportunity to interview to come back here, and that was when the Panthers PR and digital were kind of coming together and, and kind of doing uh, similar things. So I got to kind of work in both departments. Do you mind kind of giving everyone what a day looks like for you? Because I think you know, I think we could talk about you know my job or, or Matt's job another time, but my job is pretty clear. Um, and I've <laughs> talked about but I've talked about what I've done, but I think sure. this is really interesting that even for the first few months. I because we were working from home and you and I talking pretty frequently and doing a podcast together even I didn't realize all the different things that you're involved in on a daily basis so would you talk about that a little sure. bit so it, I think now in my role I have uh, kind of the the Panthers app panthers.com the back end is kind of all in my sphere so I'm it's working a lot with, it is it's a lot it's a lot and but you know I work with our marketing group with our ticketing group with um, all the different people that have initiatives that need to be 
updated or brought to life um, on our digital platforms in some way. You know, I'm right in the middle of all the stuff going on with with you know uh, Darren Gant, you know, and our writers and our mm -hmm. video team because uh, those need to be formatted a certain way. Um, and those need to be broken a certain, like, what time should we put this out? You know, well, you know, I, I can tell you if we do it at this hour on this day, it's going to perform better than at this hour. And if we amplify it in this way, if we do this push notification, if this is the way it looks, um, if this is the way that we are creating, um, an experience on the app, uh, through like a, a plugin that creates a mobile experience mm -hmm. that, you know, that you're getting and you can see all of the different content from this win over Detroit or whatever it might be. Um, or, or go, um... The virtual was it going to the stand? Oh yeah, going to the stadium. Sorry, it was so long. I know exactly what it is because it was very cool, but it was the AR portal. Yes. Yeah. So that was something that I kind of created with that conference last year in, in Pittsburgh with with all of us app nerds. We were like this. Uh, it had been done by the Wolves, and mm. that was my Premier League team. And I so I got their app, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is really cool, and it's the same company that does ours. So I worked mm. with them and we created that for us. And, you know, it's if you haven't done it, if it's on the app now. You can essentially create a portal that you can walk through with your phone and walk from your room into the stadium and then walk back. And then, you know, it's awesome. It's incredible. And I apologize for not knowing exactly what it was. It was just I did yeah. it a long time ago yeah. during the season. And I, I was like, I know exactly what this is, but I can't think yeah. of the name of it. So essentially, also what is uh, what everyone should know is that if if you have the Panthers app and you get a push notification, just know Will's on the other side of that. Yep, yep. I will wake you up early to tell you what's going on <laughs> or late. But yeah, so it's it's a lot of that. I mean, it's the it's the Twitter account, it's Panther Stats Guy, it's researching things. It's you know, right now I'm going through and updating all 89, 90 guys' bios with you know what what stands out about Robbie Anderson. What what's something that you know, a franchise ranking, an NFL ranking. What has he done over the last four years that makes him uh, something that stand out that's going to go into a note, that's going to go into a tweet, that's going to go into a broadcast, that's going to be a part of a narrative that, you know, hopefully I start by spending time researching it and figuring it out. And I think what's interesting, because you're never someone that would say this, but you also have a hand, what I learned pretty quickly, is like you have a hand, there's all the things that are forward-facing, which are a lot of like you said, the stats, the notes, updating the stuff that you see. But then you also have a hand with things that we couldn't do without you. So for, for National Women and Girls in Sports Day, you put those articles together and made sure they looked great on the website. For We've done events where we're like, we need, how do we get this email out to everyone? And it's, well, it's like, I'm here, I'm doing this, I got this. And it's just, you're you're this person that you can kind of go, okay, not only do you do all the things that everyone sees, but you're also doing so much that only you can do to make sure that we all go, okay, if we want to have this event and send an email out to our PSL owners and do that, how does that even happen? And Will's like, I got it. Don't worry about it. But it's it's all these little things, and I don't know sometimes how you keep it all straight, honestly. Well, thank you. But I also think, like, going back to the original part of all this, I think there's a lot to be said for being really, really great at a, one, at a specific thing, at knowing I want to be – that I want to do that, and mm -hmm. so I'm going to hone my craft to be really, really good at that specifically. And that's a very good opportunity to kind of move up the ranks and, and get a job, you know, in the NFL or wherever you want it to be, um, to be the best at that. I also think, you know, my experience shows that if you, if you're, if you listen, if you watch, if you see everything that goes on around you, that you can kind of 
be valuable in every room, in every scenario, and that when things change, when organizations change, when roles change, when things like COVID happen and all the things that we have to do, we have to figure out a new way to do it. You're equipped to be a valuable piece that everyone knows like, well, you know, we can count on that person because they can do so much and that they can be, you know, uh, just a- able to do whatever you need them to do. And I think that's also a way to to, to find a, a role in this business. Especially when you're young. I think right. that's great advice right. where it's always going to help yourself by trying to be able to do as many different things in the avenue that, that you want to go down. So if you want to be someone that's involved with stats, you also, do you know how those get posted? Do you know right. Do you know the website? Can you can you help other people? Can you edit? All those kinds of things. So I think that's that's great advice. Well, do you want to break the news to everybody or or no? This is our last weekly oh, right. podcast for a little while. Will's just looking at like, me. He's like, what are minute. we going to say? I thought, I thought one of you guys was leaving again. I was, I was like, like, oh, yeah. no. So, I, was, I, should, <laughs> I shouldn't. Don't tease. I, I've only been here two years and I've <laughs> lost like everybody I worked with. It's not like I do this for a living or anything. I should have had a better way to, to go about that. Uh, this We are going to take a little bit of a step back with the football season ending. Not be doing this weekly, although we still will be doing it consistently. So it's not it's really not goodbye. It's just a little bit. We'll see you in a, in a, a few weeks from now, a few weeks down the road. And Yeah, and when we come back, we're going to have plenty to talk about. I, you're going to want to talk about it. I have. I cannot wait. We have an episode coming up. Can I say this? Around the draft yes. that I can't wait. I have been dying to hear these stories from Will. That's all I'll say. And he has promised that in our next few episodes, he's going to tell them. So you're going to want to look out for that. In the meantime, hope everyone is, is staying safe, staying healthy, uh, and is happy. And we will see you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Happy Half Hour Podcast. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Turns out, a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit mrsmyers.com today.